0: The Rangers have a lot of interesting new prospects, including the number two international prospect in this class. Plus, we have Grant Schiller to talk about three Rangers making the top 101 prospects in all of baseball, according to Baseball Prospectus. All that more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers. Your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day we we'll You are locked onto the World Series champion Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan covering this team for 10 seasons, including all five as the founder and host of this podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Raiders your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you already can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick, you can follow my guest at OG Show. You can follow the show at On Raiders. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and on YouTube where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Before we get into this episode, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Now, here we have the prospect prognosticator, the baseball prospectus, Rangers expert, Texas league expert, uh, just expert in general, and Rangers fan extraordinaire. Grant, how you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. It's another day as uh, world champs, so no complaints.
0: No complaints here at all. And there will be many more days of the Rangers being world champs, basically the the entire season until we got into like November, where they will still be the reigning champs because no one else will be crowned. And that that's always going to feel good, no matter what's going on with the Rangers and their money problems or the lack of news and just the overall boredom and tedious. This this is the worst sports month of the year by far. They're, we're still... You know, a, a little less than a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting, um, but we're getting less football. It's just meaningless regular season hockey and and basketball, and and no baseball. And um, honestly, I I, I hate the month of of January because it it sucks sports wise. Is that is this is this Man, your Nick your Saban worst? really
1: you? a number on you. <laughs>
0: <Really>? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I'm going through it, but hey, the Rangers are still world champs, no matter what my football teams do to be Whether it's Dick Saber retiring, the Cowboys being predictably Cowboys, uh, the Rangers at least got some news this week: international prospects signing. The time to hope for the future. I swear, I basically, it feels like every podcast episode in the month of January I've done has been about prospects because uh, the Rangers refused to do anything that significant at the major league level, but the Rangers have signed several international free agents, including, um, or I guess pro- prospect, whatever the correct terminology is. I don't know. My my baseball brain is, is clearly still in off season mode, but three of the prospects that they signed, there were more than three of them, um, but three of them were in MLB pipelines, top 50 prospects, in the international signing class included the number two overall prospect in that class an outfielder named paulino santana there is also a shortstop named curly martha mm-hmm. curly which is martha? A, an exceptional name a, a shortstop out of uh, curacao if i remember correctly number 29 in MLB pipelines top 50 international prospects and lastly shortstop Joffron Castillo, number 46 in MLB Pipeline's top 50 prospects. And I feel like we got to start with the Rangers getting the number two prospect in this class. Pretty, pretty consensus across the board. This is one of the best prospects in this class. Paulino Santana signed out of the Dominican Republic. Has drawn comps to Julio Rodriguez, which feels... um, Uh, Feels aggressive of of comping anybody to that guy, but as uh, it's projected to be a, you know, five potential plus tools, a very advanced hitter who could make his way through the system very quickly. What have you heard about um, Paulino Santana? And are you uh, very excited about him being the, it seems like the the clear gem of this class.
1: Yeah. It's exciting. I don't know that I let myself get excited for anyone in particular when it comes to international free agency. These guys are so young and, You've agreed these deals with them under the table for since they've been 12, 13, 14, right? Allegedly. So, uh, allegedly, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, it happens, but allegedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so there's just so much to, to go, so much development to happen, right? Uh, I mean, if you think of Baron Laura and uh, Yaro Barris and guys who are very highly rated who just never showed anything, that happened. Um, Some guys just peak early, and so they get signed. But what's exciting is that the Rangers have a very strong recent track record of signing interesting prospects out of Latin America. When you go back, uh, even some of the cheaper guys, right, Luis Angel isn't that far back. Um, At the lower levels right now, you have Glider Figueroa, Figueroa, and Daniel Cueva, uh, Anthony Gutierrez, Sebastian Walcott. Echedri Vargas was a $10,000 signing a couple years back, and he's going to crack our top 10 for the Rangers system he like cracked they, my top they, 10 too. like they have oh i mean yeah deservedly so the dude can hit um they have done a really good job in latin america the last few years so getting highly regarded guys and combining that with the rangers seemingly strong scouting presence down there that in combination is exciting even if santana doesn't turn out to be uh the next generational center fielder.
0: <laughs> You're saying that it's a little it's a little early to to put that kind of expectation on a guy who, you know, made his major league debut at what, nineteen and was like a top five player in the league, basically from the get go. You think that's I a think bit what I'm lofty? saying I think
1: what I'm saying is pencil in your twenty twenty seven outfield as uh Langford uh Santana Carter and <laughs> In top three MVP too,
0: you say twenty twenty seven?
1: Yeah, maybe twenty twenty six.
0: Wow, I feel like yeah. you're really I mean, really low balling. It, I mean, why why not? You know, by opening day,
1: <laughs> if he's Rodriguez, you might look at it.
0: <laughs> Having a guy uh, named of Curly last name Martha, a guy who is from Curaçao. I mean, the Rangers have done a good job of scouting these, you know, kind of burgeoning places of, you know, the Bahamas with Sebastian Walcott last year. Um, obviously Curaçao, they signed a couple of players out of there before curly Martha and and Martha had a a really good showing in the uh, little league world series where he hit three home runs, which is, uh, you know, I feel like they don't do that a whole lot at the, (laughs) the little league level. Um, but uh yeah i feel like early in a very uh very highly rated just name in terms of just prospect names curly martha and Yolfron castillo like those are both exceptional names and if they're you know half as good at baseball players as they are um n- names then i'm i'm very excited about the future of these prospects for sure
1: oh yeah i really hope that uh I really hope that Curly Martha turns into something because that name is just wonderful. And to your point, the Bahamas and Curacao are really um, growing as a baseball nation, right? So the Bahamas, they've had a couple of big prospects come out recently. The Rangers signed Zion Bannister out of there just a few years ago, and then Walcott's from the Bahamas. Uh, and Curacao had the generation of shortstops. Uh, what is it, 10, 15 years ago, where you had. Krofar, Bogarts, Angelton Simmons, Didi Gregorius, um, and playing great ball for Team Netherlands in the World Baseball Classic. So it's certainly that kind of attracted more of that next young generation, and maybe Martha's one of the first to break through.
0: Yeah, I, I'm really excited about that. I'm going through some of these names um, that uh, some might, might turn heads just in talking about great names there's uh Daniel Flames I'm sure it's not pronounced Flames um but I'm calling him Daniel Flames out of Venezuela um there is Joaquin Arias Jr um the Rangers mm-hmm. also Good signed that, Manny Joaquin. Ramirez out of uh, the Dominican Republic a, a different one um I think um Joe vensley uh Hilare which uh, is very exciting. Jesus Lopez, who they also already have a Jesus Lopez, uh, who is a catching prospect that made my top 30 this year. Um, Claudio Lantigua, Yazy Celestin, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, I, the rest of these are, are also very good, but I, I'm going to butcher them. I'm, I feel like I'm already batting pretty well for how long I've done. Um, Jovenzli, I already think I said Hovensley, uh, out of Haiti, um, uh, which not a whole lot of Haitian prospects out there. Um, so that's, uh, a name to keep an eye on. I don't know how much these bonuses are for the Rangers. If not, um, you know, that, that has not come out yet. The reporting about how much these, how big these bonuses are, but they lost some money in their bonus pool by signing Jacob Grom, uh, worth it about a million dollars they had i think about four and a half million dollars to spend on their international prospects seems like they have done a a decent job with those prospects and a few guys who they did not get actually one of them who they signed last year made bp's top 101 prospects overall in baseball coming from talk about the three rangers that made that list where the rangers stack up amongst other systems and just how good their best of the best prospects are right after this from our sponsors This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is done, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose. The app is so easy to use and there's a bunch of different ways to make a bet like live game, live same game parlays you can find, new bets in the explore tab if you want to bet on uh, you know the nba if you want to bet on the nhl if you want to look at the rangers odds to go back to back as world series champs they have got odds on that as well as as well as individual awards if you want to look at some of the early mvp awards but, uh odds you can go check that out visit fandle.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup Fanduel official partner of the nfl this episode is also brought to you by ibotta after the holidays, we can all use a little extra cash in our pockets, especially after all the gift giving. We still need to buy the everyday things we need. Make sure you're getting cash back on all of your everyday purchases with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $145 a year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Buy that flight you've been eyeing, you know, or you can go to that game you've been dying to go to or the fancy dinner you have been craving. Other apps, they use points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, just add your offers up in the app, upload your receipt, you get cash, real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying the Ibotta app using code LOCKEDONMLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, to start earning cash back, and use code LOCKEDONMLB. That's IBO TDA in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONMLB. And we are back with the OG shill, writer at Baseball Prospectus, general ball knower, prospect knower. Um, and today, as we are recording this, this will be yesterday as you're listening to this. Baseball Prospectus released their top 101 prospects. 100 was not enough for them. 99 not enough for them. 101. You got to you got to add that extra one. Uh, in this case, the extra one was uh, Chase Davis, an outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. But, three guys ahead of Chase Davis on this list were the top 3 range of prospects. Pretty consistently, I think everyone agrees the top 3, the order is different, um, but Wyatt Langford, Evan Carter, and Sebastian Walcott all made the top 101. White Langford coming in at number two, Evan Carter at number four, and Walcott just a ways down there at number 75. Still very impressive for a kid who has played one minor league season, already put his name on the map in a big way. But I want to start obviously at the top. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of Rangers fans that are questioning. Wow, White Langford, you know, was absolutely incredible, and I think he had better production in the higher minors than uh, Jackson holiday, at least at least his A numbers. Um, but I'm curious what, when did that decision of, of Jackson holiday being ranked ahead of white because I'm, I'm sure it was a very heated discussion.
1: <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, there was a lot of talk on it. Um, I think pretty early on, it was kind of a group of four that was in it for the number one spot. Uh, Jackson holiday, Wyatt Langford, junior Camonero, who debuted with the Rays right before the playoffs this year. And Evan Carter. Um, and Holiday and Langford broke off, and it was just a debate between those two at the end of the day. Langford's a generational hitter. Like, if you came back to me in 10 years and said that he was far and away the best player here, I would not be surprised at all. At all. Um, the thing is, what put Holiday over the top is, you know, he's got a higher floor because he's a shortstop. He's a 20-year-old shortstop who's been hitting all the way up the ladder, right? So there's defensive value there that Langford doesn't have. Um, There have been people in the game who project Langford as a DH. I don't personally agree with that. I think he's got enough athleticism where he's going to end up a pretty good left fielder um, with enough reps out there. So I don't buy into that. But even if he is a pretty good left fielder, there's less value there, at least on that side of the ball, than a good defensive shortstop. So there's a little bit less pressure on Holiday's bat. If I had to guess who ends up being the better player is probably Langford, but Holiday's a bit of a safer option.
0: Is it more of that Wyatt Langford isn't going to get the chance probably to play center field or just that you don't think that he can because Evan Carter and and Leo Tavares exist and I don't think both of them are going anywhere in particular.
1: Yeah. I mean I don't think he can tomorrow uh, play a capable big league center field. I wouldn't be shocked if he becomes a much better outfielder to, in three years than he is today, just because he came up as a catcher. He started his college career as a catcher. Um, two years of ball, there's plenty of growth to come from there. And even last year in Frisco, the small bit I got to see him, the routes weren't a disaster. He's a good athlete. He's got speed. I think he'll be fine. Um but I do think that a corner is probably going to be his best ter- home long term.
0: So you don't think they're going to try him back as a catcher or, or first <laughs> base or wherever they were playing him?
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what's the need when you have Andrew Kaiser?
0: Can K- Kis- Kisner? I I believe Kisner. there's you know, there's so many team. Z's and ends there that are that are completely unnecessary. Um, but but yeah, exactly. And and also Jonah Heim. Um, you know, he's also there technically. He's not but top ten you know not not a top 10 catcher in the game obviously the the ball knowers at um MLB network uh, clearly saw of that but the other guy who was in that conversation for the top prospect in no, baseball is Evan Carter and what is the thought that there i guess there are more obvious uh questions i guess about Carter with with you know hitting lefties and i, I feel like we've kind of forgotten about how you know when th- whenever that back problem first showed itself in his first season i think that really scared the bejesus out of me um Mm -hmm. but it hasn't really reared itself back up yet he has been you know durable and and played through a a bit of you know being nicked up this year is what was kind of the the rationale of him behind you know blankford and also camonero as well
1: (coughs) yeah typically these are top four prospects so there's (laughs) it's definitely picking nits. uh they're all probably going to be great big big leaguers right um but with Carter, he's behind those guys for a couple of reasons. It's yet to be seen just how much his power will actualize over a full season. Is he going to turn into the 20 to 25 home run hitter that he has in him? Or is he going to be more in the 10 to 15 range? That's going to have an impact on his value. Um, and then the potential for injury. So you have the back injury uh, from just three, four years back at this point. It's not like it's too far in the in the past where it might not recur um but just he's he's still so thin hit by pitches look like they hurt more on him i mean this this year part of the reason his power didn't get up to 2025 home runs is because he got hit in the wrist by a a pitch early on in the season and he had no power for the next month um and if that is going to be something that he battles that's going to bring some of his value down so he's going to be a very good big leader he's going to have 400 obps He's going to have a good hit tool. He's going to be a good defensive player. He's going to run into some now and again. It's just a matter of is he an under the radar, underappreciated superstar, or is he a very good player?
0: So you're you're not thinking that he's going to continue to have uh, an OPS north of a thousand and fifty for his big league career, a three, four, six hitter. You don't think that's nope. that's sustainable?
1: Probably not. Quite. Probably <laughs> not. Quite. <laughs>
0: Hey, it's still, it's still pretty good. And it, it it does feel like picking nits, especially, I mean, my, my rationale of putting him over, over Langford is just because it was like, they were both like getting really excited about like kind of smaller sample sizes in like two and a half months with, with Langford and, you know, two months of, of Carter. But the difference for me is, you know, Carter did it at the, at the big league level and he's obviously got the defensive floor, that we don't really see as much with Langford. I'm still a believer that on a team without, you know, Leo Tavares and Evan Carter, he would probably get more of a look in center field and figure it out. Um, but again, it's, uh, it's really, it's really a nice place to be coming off a world series. And you got, mm, which, which of our, you know, early twenties, like a 21 and 22 year old super, potential future superstar is better. Like it really does feel uh-huh. like, like just, just, so ridiculous and, and awesome. It's like, oh, here's the first world championship. Let's let's go get another because this team is like getting better. Oh, the, the, this is the best offense in the American League. Oh, let's make it better by instead of everyday left fielder Travis Jankowski, we'd make that You know upgrade that's evan carter and uh, oh no miss garver's gone that's a bummer uh here comes Wyatt langford uh wow i I guess well i guess we might just end up being okay like it really does feel like an embarrassment of riches which is something this team hasn't done in so long like i remember the last time we were kind of feeling like this um anywhere close to this was when i first started like you know really getting into the weeds on prospects and that 2014 frisco team with, you know, Joey Gallo and More Mazara
1: and uh,
0: Louis Faro. Mm-hmm. And we're Under like, wow.
1: I loved Ryan Rua on that team.
0: And Nick Williams, too. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. it just, are we going to have enough room for all these guys? And it uh, turns out there was room for, for all those guys. And um, I think these guys are are thought of as higher ceiling than um, than the other ones. But, I mean, Norma Zara was the most can't-miss prospect that I feel like we've seen in the longest time. And that missed badly. And I will always be very confused about that and how many of those uh, ended up being misses or traded away and ended up being misses for somebody else. And the only one that worked out to anywhere near their ceiling was Joey Gallo, who made two all-star teams. We're like, wait, that was the one that w- we were the most concerned about not even getting to double a and, and, you know, here he goes having several 40 home run seasons, but um, what, a, what a weird way to, you know, prospects are, are, are so weird and confusing and um hoping that all this hype uh, doesn't look really bad in like two or three years where Evan Carter, like just doesn't end up anywhere close to what we thought. And Oh no, actually Wyatt Langford's leg fell off and <laughs> everything fell off. But Hey, the nice thing about being world champs is that, oh, if that happens, we'll be like, oh, no, let me just go watch it. I'll see us walk off home run for the eight thousandth time um, and just make all of those worries uh, go away. It's, it's a nice little you know backup plan for if everything goes wrong.
1: That's what I did after the Cowboys game.
0: <laughs> that's fair. That is that is the soothe all for any kind of sports sadness. that's coming. Up, we're talking about some very important signings the Rangers made that made us scratch our heads just a little bit and adding to their 40-man. Right after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of life, but can we talk for just a minute about preparing for tough situations? Whether you want extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Jace Medical has the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. So visit JaceMedical.com and complete your physician encounter. Will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's been have never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. So the Rangers made a couple of signings this week that uh, kind of confused me. They announced this uh, yesterday, as you are listening to this, I'm assuming. Uh, They made a deal for right-handed pitcher Daniel Duarte uh, from the Cincinnati Reds in exchange for cash considerations, uh, which I'm surprised they were able to bring cash considerations back after dealing him for Adoles Garcia, Um, but he was happy to re-sign with the Rangers. They also signed right-handed pitcher Jose Ureña to a minor league contract with an invitation to Major League Spring training camp uh he had 10 starts last year uh, I believe six of those were with Colorado and four of them were with the white sox um he was significantly better with the white sox uh, than he was with Colorado which is unsurprising because if you're not pitching with cores as your home field it is easier to be a better pitcher um, but not exactly the most inspiring signings Iran's been the big leagues for nine years is, is Past years, he had a couple of years with an ARA under four and over 165 innings um, back in 2017 and 18 with the Marlins. He's kind of bounced around everywhere the last couple of years. Split time between Milwaukee and Colorado um, in 2022. Spent time in Detroit in 2021. Um, just hasn't really been that good much at all since that 2018 season. And I guess it's some some depth um and, and the reliever they got in uh, Duarte Duarte from Cincinnati. I even mean, he wasn't good enough to stay on Cincinnati's roster and their bullpen wasn't anything special last year. I'm just kind of curious what you, if you see anything in these moves, as opposed to just let's get a look at these guys and, and see what they've gotten. If they got nothing, then oh well.
1: Yeah. I think your is triple a depth and maybe he's more important than that in this year when we have, three starting pitchers out until the off-star break. You hope, ideally, they're out for the All the star break. Um, so I don't think he's much more than that. Duarte, honestly, I, I bet that he doesn't survive the 40-man through the offseason. If you're looking for something to be hopeful on, it's probably he's got a good sinker. Um, and that it appears to have been a new pitch last year um, that became his most used pitch and... <coughs> really was effective. Um, Not so much on on whiffs, but on getting ground balls and soft contact. So if you look at his numbers last year, the sinker played really well. The four-seam fastball is his next most used pitch, and that got crushed. So maybe if you adjust the pitch mix and you make him a pure sinker slider guy, maybe there's something more there than he's shown. Thus far, honestly, he hasn't missed many bats, and he's put too many guys on for free. Um, so i i don't know that he's much of anything but if there is a path to success it's probably just by leaning on the sinker and kind of changing the kind of picture that he has been coming up through the systems
0: that's fair that's definitely fair um i kind of want to get back to prospects because there's really not much more with with those guys we talked about and there there's unfortunately no more updates with the uh valley sports scenario that that um hearing that was supposed to be last week, um, which it's believed that whenever it finally happens, the Rangers are going to get a, a nice fat check of allegedly around $90 million, according to the New York Post. That's going to happen on Friday. The meeting is going to happen on Friday. We'll see if there's actually a resolution then, or if they push it back yet again, uh, which will make me bash my head against a wall very violently. Um, but back to these top end prospects, it feels like it's been a long time since the Rangers have have had Anyone near this caliber of prospect that's like, even in the discussion for you know, top prospect in all baseball with with the you know, ceiling of multi time All-Star. when was the last time the Rangers had a prospect? Was it Jerks and Profar the last time they had anyone near the ceiling of either Langford or Carter?
1: Yeah, I, I think Profar was the last one who was truly the number one overall discussion, and he ended up being number one overall, but <coughs> that was a time where there wasn't, like, a superstar prospect, right? It was always a little unfair to Profar and expect- the expectations of him for him to be number one. Because what he was was a, real- a quick switch, really instinctual, good shortstop, good hitter, like, an all-around very good player. And he was, like, an impactful one. But not an, an Alex Rodriguez, not an a Julio Rodriguez, not, like, no doubt, number one superstar-type prospect, right? It was just the right player at the right time to be number one. Um, so I, if I'm taking Profar as a prospect versus Langford as a prospect, I'm probably taking Langford. I'm probably putting Profar closer to kind of the Carter level. Um, We're just really, really good baseball player, right? I think the most recent prospect who's who would be in the discussion to be anywhere near these two is probably Mazzara, who you brought up earlier, um, and he just – the plate discipline abandoned him and he never was a good athlete, never was a good right fielder. So it was all in the bat and
0: he had all the it, raw it power in the world that he just never ever tapped into. It kind of yeah. <laughs> feels a little like Nathaniel Lowe, except I don't know. Actually, well Lowe apparently gets like apparently when he's taking BPs, you know, <laughs> crushing ball. Like He's putting on a laser show. Yeah. Which I would love to see that more often in games. Like we kind of saw that for that, that second half stretch in 2022. It was awesome to watch, but we didn't quite see that this year. And I'm, I'm hoping we do. If, if he has a, a big season this year, I would not be surprised at all. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, having those guys with that ceiling of like, they're talking about like, oh yeah, his, his floor is like, you know, three, four win player. Like that's just kind of, nuts um to put that on a guy and we'll see what they live up to it and we'll see what they look like uh in the big leagues when when langford actually reached the big leagues i at this point would be more surprised if he doesn't break camp with the rangers on you know the big league club than if he does um but i mean even if he doesn't like he's still 22 years old he spent like all of five minutes in the minors and and almost assuredly barring like injury i'm pretty darn sure he's going to be up at some yeah. point this year and maybe stealing Rookie of the Year votes from his buddy Evan Carter because according to MLB executives, uh Evan Carter is a favorite to to win AL Rookie of the Year and number four is Wyatt Langford, which is just really nice to to be in that position of the future looking so bright. But let's look at the past Our random Rangers. I hear you have a good one. Uh, if you're new to this, whenever I have uh, grant on we will pick a random ranger read off their stats the more random the better um and we've done this for many many moons grant do you have your random ranger or would you like me to start describing mine?
1: Uh I do have mine. Um before we get to that I'd be remiss if we didn't mention that the ranger signed Neftali feliza's nephew. Oh uh, they did. Yes. Ulife Catabaio out of the Dominican Republic is uh I believe the nephew, if I don't if I remember the relation correctly, of Neftali Feliz.
0: Okay. Well, we don't have Neftali Feliz Jr. because once that happens, then I'm gonna be officially <laughs> old. I mean Joaquin Arias Jr. makes me feel pretty darn old, but uh yeah, we, we, we're just going with nephew now. So um, we're not we're not all that old just yet. Um, but grant who is yeah. your random ranger? Yeah.
1: All right, so I'm going with a funky uh funky lefty. Comes at you from um, uh, sidearm angle. Uh, the Rangers got him in the, the minor league portion of the Rule Five Draft from Detroit in 2017, and he worked his way up. Had a great 2018 uh, in Double A, and then debuted in 2019. He threw all of 6.2 innings, walked four, struck out five, 5.40 ERA. Uh, he's only made pitching the majors uh, one more game since then with the Chicago Cubs in 2022, where he threw two innings and allowed three runs. Uh, it appears she was out of baseball last year. But fun little lefty, fun name. Uh, do you know mm-hmm. who this random ranger is?
0: I do. Locke St. John from Pale City, Alabama. I had a fraternity brother from Pell City. Um, he was also, this guy, Locke St. John, went to uh, University of South Alabama, USA. The Jaguars as opposed to the Eagles, which was so easy for USA, uh, but they they missed that one. Mine was a guy who won a World Series against the Rangers in 2011, but made his Rangers debut his final season in the big leagues in 2016. Pitched a whopping two games, both starts for the Rangers, had an ERA of 12 and a half, nine and a third innings with the Rangers. Um but one the world, Kyle Loesch, a very random, very Ranger, 16 years in the big leagues, two stars with the Rangers and Dunsky. That was it for Mr. Kyle Loesch, your random Ranger of the day. Kyle Loesch and Locke St. John. That Locke St. John is a good one. That is a very random Ranger and a very fun name of like, God, I don't know why that guy stuck in my head, but he he did. You have a name like that. Lock of St. John, the lefty lock uh, alleged lockdown reliever with the 727 career ERA in the big leagues. But that is going to do it for today's show. Grant, thank you so much for joining me and for talking about how bright the future of the Rangers outfield prospect. We barely even mentioned Sebastian Walcott. Um, just very good, very fun. Good for him making it up to 75. We'll see where he starts next year. I'm really intrigued about that. Many questions about the Rangers going into the season. Less than a month left until pitchers and catchers report, and maybe we can have some Rangers news break in the next couple of weeks and some other good, fun things to talk about. But until then, Grant, thank you so much for joining me. Y'all, thank you so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy World Series champion Texas Rangers baseball.